This podcast is proudly sponsored by Simmental Australia. The versatility and strength in both maternal and terminal trays should make Simmental's your first choice crossbreeding partner. So isn't it time you took your Simmental advantage? My, um, my father and his brother had the first uh, Simmental calf born in Australia, so Simmental's have always been part of what we, we've done. However, you know, both Lizzie and I had a passion in that area, so we, we've grown that and, um, you know, we've identified that, you know, by growing the Simmental business, we obviously need to sell more bulls, which is, uh, which is what we do these days. Well, good day and welcome back to the Australian Simmental podcast. This week, we're sitting down with Tom Baker, and this episode actually happened in a couple of locations. The first one, we sat down with him at the Sydney Royal, and then we just happened to be passing through his neck of the woods a few weeks later. So we thought we'd sit down in his souring, and after a bit of a farm tour, chat about his farm business, their stud, and the love of Simmental cattle. The Baker family have a rich history with Simmentals in Australia. Tom's father, Dale, was the first one to land a calf in Australia after they put semen in 500 Hereford cattle. It was back in 1972. Their business is incredibly fascinating, from the commercial cattle to the stud cattle and their bold ambitions to their native flower business. At the 50-year celebration at Sydney in April, Tom was given life membership of their Simmental breed. So we thought we'd better sit down with, with him in person, and I'm sure plenty of you will know a lot about. Tom, it's, it's great to be here. We caught up a few weeks ago in Sydney, so it's good to come and check out your place this week. Yeah, here we go again. It was, uh, it was good, good to be back from Sydney, and uh, yeah, it's a cold day in the southeast, so it's always nice to uh, has, have some rain, which we did last night, which is great. Been a bit of an interesting summer, you were saying. Yeah, dry summer, so very different for the southeast, so very, very dry for us, and uh, realistically, last night was probably the biggest rain we've had since um, the start of November, so it's fantastic, so... We're all happy here at the moment, so it's a it's a nice way to start. Well, it doesn't take long for the green tinge to come up, does it? No, it doesn't, and that's the beauty about the southeast. I suppose we had a cool summer, so we held some moisture, and we've had uh, a little bit of um, the occasional shower of rain leading up. So we're now away, which is great, and the, the guys feeding the cows will be pretty happy. It's rain too, I can guarantee. Now, tell me a little bit about the the operation you've got here. What what different enterprises do you have? Um, so for us, we're quite diverse, I suppose. Uh, our business is based around, I suppose, Wernerley Simmentals, which is the um, which is the cow side of what we do, or the Simmental side of what we do. Then we've got a uh, a a flock of ewes as well, so we've got sheep and we trade some lambs. Then uh, we also, I suppose, farm or crop quite uh, a bit of country down here. And then we've got the Banksias, which is a native flower operation, which um, which is sort of a very diverse and different thing of what we do as well. Yeah, is it, um, it left a field? That that was your old man that brought that about, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Dad's passion started in '82, um, burnt out in Ash Wednesday, and started again. So, yeah, 150 acres of native flowers. So, um, yeah, very very different. So, I suppose we're we're not. Uh, we've always had a a uh, an idea of being diverse and trying to sort of have a multi pronged approach of what we do. And diversification is a wonderful way to do that. Can you tell us just um, while we're on the flowers, so whereabouts do they go to? Uh, so very much eastern seaboard, so Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane and going to wholesalers. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's very different. It's a cut flower operation, so 
it uh, employs lots of people and um yeah it's good it's a uh, you know it's very different and i suppose it's also it's nice when farming's always been income coming in and certain times a year well that's an income flowing in on a weekly or monthly basis so it's nice to have something different and uh, yeah it's uh, it's very 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 different which is nice yeah, it always gives you someone new to talk to as well. Oh, it does. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So it's uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's it's something that um, we uh, we're growing and we're trying to expand. So it's a good thing to have. And you mentioned so that the flower business started in eighty two. How long have your family been farming here for? Um, so originally, my grandfather started uh, started sort of the the family the family business, which was based more towards Lucendale, a place called Callendale. And then um, in the, uh, I suppose, the late 60s, early 70s, we, uh, we started moving over this way as well. And then inevitably, as all families do, um, Dad and his brother decided that they'd, uh, they'd split ways and that we came over, over here and they stayed at Callendale. Was it always, you were always keen to come back on the farm from a young age? Yeah, I think so. I, I enjoy agriculture. I love farming, so that's fantastic. And um, but, you know, I can remember Dad saying, I'll give you every opportunity to be anything but a farmer, and if you're stupid enough to do it, you'll, uh, it's your own fault. And I suppose different times 10 years ago when things weren't quite like this, you, you sort of thought, was it the right thing? But we love it, and uh, my wife loves it, Lizzie. So it's a, it's a family operation which we, uh, we love, love doing what we do. It's something we hear fairly often, isn't it, in terms of, People are saying that, yeah, their old man or their parents are saying, get off farm, go and do something else. Do you reckon it was tongue-in-cheek or, or being serious? Um, I think for him very much tongue-in-cheek, a lot of the things he said were. Um, <laughs> you don't always take the advice from your father. Mine gave me uh, a lot of advice. Some you took and others you threw away. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, farming was pretty tough through uh, the early 80s and through the 80s especially, and I think that that's probably when a lot of people sort of second-guess what they were doing, whereas, you know, now we live in a pretty uh, pretty good spot, but it won't always be like this. So, yeah, we uh, I think the, the comment is just about, you know, making sure you're, you're certain you want to do this because it's for the long haul. It surely is. What is it that keeps you involved in it? Well, I think you've got to love what you do. You've also got to have... I'm very lucky. My wife loves what we do as well, so... It's um, for us. It's a uh, it's a family business that's driven from two people, not one. And it's really easy when two people are doing it rather than one. So yeah, it's uh, and that's that's why we do it. And we've we employ lots of people. We've got lots of people, and they uh, we like them to invest and uh, and and you know treat what they do here as their own, and they do that. So it, it allows us to grow and do what we do. Have you spent much time off farm over the years? I know before you mentioned Marcus Holden. Yeah, I did. So uh, I spent three or four years in Western Australia working over there. When I, I left school, came home for 12 months, and uh, as all fathers do, they say go out and do something else. So I did that over there and, um, yeah, worked for a uh, quite a large, uh, a large sort of corporate setup, which was owned originally by National Mutual over there. Um, had four years over there, came back, went to Marcus Oldham, then came back to the farm from there. And the, did the business look pretty similar back then to what it does now? Uh, no, it's, it's probably a different approach these days. Um, you know, I think uh, obviously the core business and the structure is, is certainly um, similar. But, um, yeah, we have diversified into um, to obviously the seed stock 
production of what we do with the Simmental business, that's grown a lot. Um, we've probably grown our, uh, our sheep business quite a lot. Instead of trading as much, we've got a uh, you know quite a quite a uh, good group of uh, ewes we play with these days, and you know we're cropping a little bit more country as well. And things have grown. The farm's certainly bigger than what it once was. Touching on probably the, the commercial side, what what breeds are you running, and what were the factors pushing you down that path? Um, so, you know, very much now, I suppose. Um, you know, our core business in in the cattle business is is registered Simmental cattle. So, you know, we uh, we always had Simmentals, and uh, we were lucky enough. Is my um, my father and his brother had the first Simmental uh, calf born in Australia. So, Simmentals have always been part of what we we've done. However, you know, both Lizzie and I had a passion in that area, so we we've grown that, and um, you know, we've identified that. You know, by growing the Simmental business, we obviously need to sell more bulls, which is uh, which is what we do these days. Probably selling in excess of two hundred and fifty to three hundred bulls, and you know, trying to capture the market on on a on a larger commercial aspect rather than a, a smaller a smaller seed stock operation. Simmentals offer the commercial industry a crossbreeding option, and no other breed can match. Fast weight gains and superior milking ability are just a couple of the advantages you will gain when Simmental genetics influence your breeding program. Whether you breed them for the Vila market through to the heavy export market, there is a Simmental option out there in the colour of your choice. Isn't it time you took your herd to the next level in performance? Can you tell us while touching on the stud, what are the goals um of the business for you um on the stud i think it's to produce a, a really efficient um animal that's going to add value to our commercial clients and that, that's what it's always been and the stud herd was set up originally um to produce commercial bulls for our commercial herd so we always had a very commercial focus on what we did and we've carried that through to what we do now and at the end of the day, we're only successful because people want to buy our bulls, and the only way we can do that is to add value and to add productivity and also profitability to their herd. So, you know, that's that's the main driver of what we do. And are there key traits that your clients are looking for that they're really pushing you guys to enhance? Yeah, I think so, and I think um, you know that explosive growth that the Simmental's got is something that um, you know we we focus on a lot. We like to have something that grows fast early on, um, also something that's got the ability to finish. So I suppose uh, our design of a Simmental is a little different to, to some. We may be a little more early maturing animal that's got a little bit more fat cover and, um, you know, that's come around on the basis of making sure that our clients can, you know, meet every market, whether they want to turn them off as a wiener, whether they want to grow them out, whether they want to grow them through to a bullock, they've got to be able to hit market specification you can only do that if you can get the fat cover on these cattle and that's where we've we've changed it got them a lot more efficient got them a lot sounder got them to grow faster and um you know they're carrying quite a bit of imf these cattle as well these days so you know that's that's what uh, that's what we're aiming for and the, the simi breeders there's quite a lot of talk and i guess excitement around the role that the simmentals play in a first cross animal is that something, yeah, can you can you elaborate on that for us? Yeah, well, I suppose the Simmental's lucky. It's a maternal and terminal breed. So um, 
you know, the hybrid vigor or the heterosis that we get in that first cross, especially with an Angus or something, an Angus with a black one, and I suppose with the traditional thing, it's over a Hereford or something like that, or in the north, it's over a Brahmin. So, you know, I think that um, inevitably, uh, why not take the heat-free hit of hybrid vigor and, um, you know, by crossbreeding, and that's where we're targeting. Like, it's it's very different in the Simmental world. We're probably not selling too many Simmental bulls into Simmental commercial cows on a large scale. Our, our business would be about probably selling bulls to uh, people that are, you know, involved in a crossbreeding operation. You, you talked about, so you, you guys have, you're turning off about 250 to 300 bulls a year. Is that a number you want to keep growing? I think so. And it's something that we are trying to grow as as we uh, as we go forward. But we're also very mindful of the fact that... Um, Although things are very, very good now, and it's uh, probably an easier spot to sell bulls at the moment, but that will change. And uh, our point of difference has always been trying to offer above average quality for the value they get. And I think that's what you want to do. I think over-delivering on a product when things are good, it will uh, hold you in good stead in the future as well. And so, yeah, we'll keep on growing as long as we can keep the quality there. And you've got 50-odd years of, of breeding behind you, don't you? Yeah, we do. We do. And I, and that's where we are lucky that, um, you know, we always want to be thankful to the, the people that um, gave us the opportunity. And I suppose we got the opportunity of that we've got a Simmental uh, herd and we've grown and expanded on that. And, um, yeah, that certainly makes like life easier than starting from scratch. In terms of growing your stud, yeah, what what the options that were, have been presented to you over the years and... Why the decisions to acquire? Um, I suppose for the decisions for the the acquisitions in were pretty much about black cementals and trying to get a, a better footprint in that. Um, the traditional side of what we've done with the traditional cementals, um, we've been obviously in that since day dot. So a core business and a core breeding herd was it's easy to expand on that. Um, the black cemental thing was probably a little bit more challenging. One, accessing genetics, and two, I'm a firm believer that you can only improve a product if you've got numbers to be able to uh, to be able to play with. And I think that seed stock production isn't about improving the the top um, third or or the middle third. It's about improving the bottom third. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have the volume of cattle we needed, so we uh, purchased the web herd, which could have been ten years ago, could have been twelve years ago, and then. Um, the opportunity came up with the Womba Murrah herd, so we jumped into that as well. So that gives us a, a big core basis of black Simmental cows and, and Simangus cows to work with as well. Any final goals for you guys going forward? Where, what does the next five or so years look like for you here? Uh, the next five years, well, um, I think just growing what we do and uh, we, we're going to... Um, this year's a pretty big hit out with... Uh, with what we've done, we've done 120-odd bulls through the February sale. We'll, there'll be another 70 or so through the uh, through the Tamworth thumb, uh, sale as well. We're going to have a special female sale, which we haven't announced yet, but you get, uh, because you're here, you're probably going to uh, get the lead on this. So um, celebrating 50 years at the end of November, sort of focusing on the very best of what we've done and also... Uh, I suppose opening up some genetics that we've never opened up for and doing some stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's about the next five years is about growing the business and uh, and also improving the the product we sell. I don't think you ever want to stop improving. Tell us a little bit about the people you've 
got in your team today? Oh, uh, so it's my wife and obviously uh, my wife Lizzie, the kids Harry and Olivia, and uh, yeah, then there's you know the ten staff that work for us. So they're you know we can't be what we are without staff. So it's really good. For for you guys, you've you've seen the the evolution. So going yep. beyond just a, a straight traditional cimental. Mm. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily sure when you look out and around the place that's everybody's cup of tea. We like love the traditionals; that's our bread and butter. But we need to adapt both types. So, yeah, you got to. And at the end of the day, it's about selling bulls. It's about um, what you can sell. So we, there's a hole in the market for those black cimetals. So that's the one we're filling. And what do you reckon are the drivers behind that? Color, as you know, is probably color marbling and a uh, little easier doing, a little more softness and a little more. Uh, more adaptability in some areas, I suppose. And we've um, had a few different people commenting that the future potentially really does lie in in the crosses for cities. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yep, I think so. I don't necessarily think that um, you want too many straights, uh, straight cattle of any breed. I think hybrid vigor is a wonderful thing. We might as well use it. And is that something that you guys are bringing in more and more? Definitely, definitely. In, yep. in what ways? Well, with some of these Sim Angus bulls that we play with and all those sort of things, I just think that you might as well use uh, that Sim Angus thing. We use the best Angus bulls we can find and incorporate them through. And searching far and wide for them? Uh, not as far and wide. Pretty much Millamurra is where we base those bulls out of. They've been pretty successful, so we just jump on the piggy tail of uh, what Millamurra does and the Thompson family. Yeah. In, in terms of... Um for you guys, one part which I have seen at uh, at your sale um, is supporting various charities and yep. and giving up to that. Yeah, we we feel very strongly about giving back, and uh, that's what um, we've always done. We always like doing. Uh, I don't think there's enough of it in the world, so you need to give back to things you believe in. And is that something that yeah the is it just through through the stud, or are there other ways that you? Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much through the stud. Just generally that so. Yeah, happy to give a good product back to make a bit of money. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good cause. Tell me, so fifty years for for the Simmies, have you got a, a key moment that you think um, kind of distinguishes the breed, or, or a memory that kind of pops up? No, I don't think so. Not for me. It's it's been such a long transition, but obviously out there today and last night was amazing. So it's very much the case. And where, whereabouts do you see the future going for it? Uh, always going to be bigger and better, isn't it? That's the uh, that's the way the beef industry is so good. The growth is amazing, and um, yeah, no, I think that the uh, the future is what we we make of it. I suppose. Beautiful. Well, Tom, thanks for Thank coming you. on and having a yarn. Not a problem. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Australian Simmental Celebrating Fifty Years podcast. We hope you're enjoying these conversations. And they do continue next week. I'm sitting down with a man who was pretty hard to get off the microphone. He certainly has a story or two. But it was an absolute pleasure to sit down with Bill Cornell. And after a lifetime of seeing so many cattle, so many breeds and analysing so many genetics, I wanted to pick his brain and ultimately find out why it was that he's landed on Simmental for his own cattle. We'll see you next week. This podcast is sponsored by Simmental Australia. Unlock the potential in your herd 
and take it to the next level in performance. It's time to take your Simmental advantage.